Our God and our King, we bless you. We thank you for this season that we are living in. I want you to thank God for this day. This is the last Sunday in the first month of the year. Not everyone that entered this year are alive today. And I want to pray a prayer of thanks, thanking God for all what he had done for the month of January. Shall I begin to pray a prayer of thanks, please? I got an king, we bless you. If you know how to think, you know how to thank. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. We give you the praise and honor and glory. Lift up your voice and worship. Lift up your voice and praise God. Thank God for His provision. Thank God for His manifestation. Thank God for His mercy. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we magnify thee. You know, we are going into the new month, the month of power. You are going to pray. Father, as we go into this new month, visit me. Now, we have been praying for the past 62 days. Every day. And we have just a few days to finish our 90 days of prayer. A lot of manifestations and changes and testimonies in the lives of people. You're going to pray. Father, sustain me throughout the rest of this prayer time. Stir up the spirit of every member of this house to be partaker. And in this month of February, as you have said, visit us in your power. Shall we begin to pray together in the name of Jesus? Tell the Lord to stir up your spirits. That the last days of this prayer, no member of this house will miss it. There is going to be times of great visitation. The Lord told us that He will visit in the month of February. Pray and tell God when you will visit the church in February. Lord, I pray thee that I will not miss out from your visitation. Tell the Lord, visit me in your power, O God. As we enter the month of February in a few hours, visit my family, visit my life, visit my home. Tell the Lord to visit you. Visit me, O God. Visit me, O God. Visit me, O God. My God and my King. Tell the Lord, stir up my heart to seek your face. Stir up the heart of every member of this house to seek your face. Let 
Pray and tell God, fulfill your purpose for my life in the month of February. It is the month of visitation. It is the month of power. Pray and tell God, let my Christianity be real. I don't want to be a spectator. I want to be a participator of your power and glory and mercy and unction from on high. Oh Lord, visit me as I enter the month of February. Tell the Lord to visit your life. Tell the Lord to turn your life around. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. You want to pray one more prayer? You know, let me say this to you. Open your eyes, please, for a few minutes and look at me. For the past 30 days, we have been looking into that man, Jesus. And the more we look into Jesus, the more educated I become. Are we together now? And um, we have been meeting together and praying for the past 62 days. Because the Lord told us to pray for 90 days. Okay. Jesus said a parable. He said, you know, there was a, a, a master who had a vineyard. He called some people in the morning to come and work for him, laborers. And then by midday, he called other laborers to come and work for him. And then the last hour, he called other laborers. But in this parable, the amazing thing is that he paid them all equal wage. Okay? Now, that tells you something very significant. When the Lord tells a people, seek me, he's talking to those people. If you go from church to church, you will discover that they will hear God differently because God deals with each community and is the one who knows how far he's dealt with a community. When God says to a people, seek me, if you miss it, it's a regret. Because rain does not fall throughout the year. There's a season for, for rain. If a farmer ignores the signs of the season and refuses to plant at the planting time, and then rain comes, he will go hungry that year. Alright, there are two things here. The prayer that we are praying, when the Lord told us to start it, we never knew about the dates and timing and stuff, but we found out that the 60th day ended yesterday, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yesterday, yes, on uh, Friday, sorry, Friday, we are now on Sunday, over Commerce Night. But then, the 90th day will end the last Sunday of February, and the second day, of that, which is 29th, our 26th anniversary will begin. You can't tell me that those are coincidences. You cannot tell me that. I know a God who is very rigid. He says, turn unto me and I will turn unto you. Look, look, look. God told me this and I told your, your, your friends in, in New Cross. I, I wish I can cut you into half and put God inside you. Do you know why? Because you have no right to be miserable in this world. Yesterday you have passed, you will never live it again. Every day you live on earth is minus in your age. We have 60th anniversary for Dickness Marlene uh, yesterday. 
you know, today is our sixth year, but yesterday we went to the party. I spoke to the people and I was hearing myself and I was amazed at what I was saying. You see, God has interest in you as a human being. He formed you. He made you. He ordained your life and He numbered your days. It would be a regret to live on earth without fulfilling your days. You cannot fulfill it except by Him. And to get into Him is easy. To serve God is the easiest thing to do. He will give you less headache. I don't want Christians any longer who cannot Whose life cannot tell that the word of God is true. Why should you always be disappointed in life? It is who you turn your face to. It is what you take serious. You cannot afford to deceive yourself any longer if that is you. For those who seek him, find him. And it says in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 12. He says, you will come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Then in verse 13 it says that, and you will seek me. And find me when you seek me with all your heart. I shall be found by you. God cannot be too naked. More naked than that. The church of God is full of many who know not their left from their right. Here it shall not be so. I will together now. If you hear the voice that speaks through me. And you run with it. Those who have done so. They have stories to tell. Good stories I'm talking about. Now we're going to pray. We are going to the last days of this 90 days prayer. You will not be a spectator. Some people on earth are spectators. Whatever Satan gives them, that's what they live by. Some people are actors. They are the ones that Jesus is in the steering wheel of their lives. That should be you. You are going to pray, Lord, strengthen me and stir up my spirit. That I will not miss out in any of these last days of the prayer. One. Two. Let me encounter you as you have promised. During these last days of the prayer. is the preparation day to the convention. Convention should be testimonies. Alright. You are going to tell the Lord, sear up my heart. Turn my eyes towards you. Turn my heart towards you. And let me encounter you these last few days. Lift up your voice and, and speak to God. Whatever you ask Him, He will do for you. Stir up the heart of every member of this house. Help everyone in this house to recognize, to understand and to know that every soul will seek your face. You have a great plan for us in the month of February. It is our month, our founding month. Stir up our hearts. That your house shall be filled with men and women seeking your face. No more will I seek you with my mouth. No more will I seek you with my thoughts. I will seek you with my heart. And I will find you, O God. Begin to tell the Lord, let the month of February be month of manifestation in my life. Let it be the month of visitation over my home. Let it be the month of transformation of my family. Lift up your voice and tell him. The Bible says, whatever you ask in my name, and I will do it, says the Lord. Jehovah.
Lord, we glorify thee. We magnify your holy name, O God. In Jesus' holy name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Shall we say amen together? Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. You know, before you sit down, this is a song that came to my spirit. Oh, yes, I love Jesus. You, yes, I love Jesus. How, how I love Jesus. Welcome them in the name of the Lord. What a blessed day we are living upon the face of the earth. The season that is full of manifestation of the end time prophecies. My, 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 my. This is the last Sunday. Last Sunday is Thanksgiving Sunday in Christ's tabernacle. Every last Sunday we come together to thank God and to celebrate the goodness of God for the time. That is for the month. People who were born in the month, those who had their wedding anniversary in the month, somebody God has done something to, and somebody who made a vow to the Lord and who wants to pay the vow and stuff, those are the, that is what we do on last Sunday. So it's a, it's a Sunday of testimonies. But you know, we are entering into the month of February. And the month of February is a significant month in the history of this church. Because it was the month that this church ceased to be a fellowship and became a church. <laughs> and so, it is a month very, very significant in this house you have to take that thing out please because of the camera i will together now so it is a very significant month i will together now for those of you who have just come on board within the past um, 11 months that this month is going to be with your one year or you are not up to one year in the church. I want to welcome you to a new month that you will never forget for good in your life. Eh? 
Now the Lord told us to, to pray for 90 days, which we are doing not fast for 90 days. CRT don't fast for 90 days because it was never done in the Bible. This house do what is done in the Bible. Really, I do not allow the church to fast for 40 days because there is no such thing in the Bible. Whenever you have 40 days fasting in the Bible, it is individuals who did it. You never have the whole people do it. It is possible for God to lead you as a person to fast for 40 days. But for the church, it did not happen. Really, we looked at the evidence of the scriptures to understand what the spirit of prophet tells the church. And this house is firm on what the scripture says. We can pray for 100 days. We can pray for the whole year. Of course, in this house, there is prayer every day of the year. But when God calls a convocation and asks people to pray, it is because God has seen something you and I have not seen. And it is because God intends good that you and I have not experienced. There was never a time in the Bible that God caused a people to pray, or write, or to fast without immediate results. I have taught you about fasting. That is corporal fasting, a fasting that is held by a people. Second Chronicles chapter 20 tells you about when Jehoshaphat was going to battle and he called the whole congregation to fast from morning till evening and God shifted the winner of the battle. Just one day. Alright? You have read about the life of the people of Nineveh. They fasted, some say, three days. And they fasted without food and water and called upon God just shortly and God answered. You have heard about Esther. They fasted for three days and the decree of a nation was changed. There is no time that God tells people to fast and pray without a tangible result. But in the book of Isaiah 58, it tells us the reason why people can fast and call upon God and God is far from them. We have a lot of fasting in the church of God globally, which is just a show of force rather than divine instruction from God. Where people want to show that our church is fasting for 90 days, or our church is fasting for 100 days, and those things at the end of the fasting, this is it. What happened to the nation? What happened to the people? What happened to the city? What are you fasting about? What has that God done? And we recognize that we have all this show going all over the whole world among Christendom with to no avail. Nothing is happening in the cities with all those proclamations of fasting. And when fasting is proclaimed too in the Bible, it was proclaimed only among God's people. You will never see a time that fasting is proclaimed by God's people among God's people and Gentiles. The only time that God sent was Jonah who spoke to Nineveh to repent. And Jonah never told them to fast. The people decided to fast as a form of repentance. So I will question any church who goes to television and radio to announce we are fasting for X number of days. Those things are fake, false, ungodly, and the church of God should desist from it. That is the reason why people fast and they may get a result. I would together now. Because if we fast the Bible, we should get the Bible results. 
Even God hunger strike according to Isaiah 58. But for you, I tell you, the Lord said we should pray. And God told us what to do each 30 days. For those who have been very faithful to this, their heart has been transformed. People have started having visions. People have started having encounters. Somebody came out in New Cross now when I was going to the car. She was shaking as God was speaking to her. She was vibrating and telling mommy, this is what God is saying. I can't keep it. I can't keep it. I can't keep it. That doesn't come by somebody mimicking or rehearsing or just demonstrating. During these 60 days, somebody had a vision concerning last Sunday. And it's not a member of this house. God told her, go to Apostle Williams, go to Christ with Tabernacle. And God had been speaking that to her for a while, but she's been struggling. But on Saturday, God went to her and said, tomorrow you will go there. Now, when you get there, they'll be talking about a journey to Israel. And they will ask, how many people have been to Israel? You will be the only one that will raise your hand. And then you will know that I am speaking to you. She came on Sunday. Behold, Sunday we had these people from, uh, you know, the tourism board of Israel and the tourist guys came and they talked about Israel. And when they asked, how many people have been to Israel among you? She was the only one who raised her hand. She came to the front here yes, uh, last Sunday, shaking, telling me what her experience was. To me, that is church. Because ordinary people can hear God. It is not one big head man who hears God only for the rest of the people. That is no church. A church is not a place that is only one monster that God speaks to. Others don't hear at all. It's only him who can operate in miracles. Others must be slaves till death. That is no church. Why? Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 12, If you have faith in me, you will do the things I have been doing, and greater works shall you do. In Mark chapter 16 verse 17, it says that these signs shall follow all who believe. Every Christian. In my name, they will cast out devil. Deliverance is the primary thing a baby Christian can do, not should do. Watch my words. I don't, I don't just use words for using the sick. It says this, and we follow all those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devil. So to cast out devil, deliverance ministry is for baby Christians. Those who are mature Christians are people who have gone beyond casting out devil, healing the sick. Of course they do, but they have gone into the place where they have encounters with God. Which comes by godliness, relationship, intimacy with God. That is all what this last 30 days is all about. That you can hear your God, you can hear your Father, and you can discuss with Him. I'm going to Nigeria now for a crusade. How would you feel when you are traveling? And you ask the Lord and he tells you what he will do there. So that you don't go there ignorant. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> so from tomorrow we'll be talking about divine encounter. How will God be passing through a country and say to the angels, 
Why should we pass this country without speaking to our friend? Somebody must be a friend of God. That's what we're talking about. It's not talking about you're trying to be. It's talking about somebody making up his mind. Are we together? We do not serve a God that cannot be touched. We do not serve a God that cannot be embraced. His arms are wide open, asking us to come nearer. It is not the God of Gentile you touch and you are struck dead. It is the God of mercy. It is the God of love, but he also wants to be loved. Not by words of mouth, but by deeds. And this is what this season is all about. I can stand among you and tell you, do what I do. Because Acts chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the former book of Theophilus, I began to teach, I began to write concerning what Jesus began to do and to teach. Leaders do first and then teach. Not teach and not do. You don't call prayer for members and leaders are not there. Hmm? That's inadequate. You know, I told you in this season, I just call you straight away, come and share something with us. And I will do that to every ordained leader in this house. I did it last week without letting you know that we are going to share anything. You must be able to tell us what God told you that morning. A Christian leader who doesn't have communication with heaven daily in the morning before going out and hear God, who is he leading? A Christian leader that a member will ask you a question on what they taught them in the book of Jonah in the week, and you don't know what he's saying. Say, Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. Where is Jonah? Jonah, Jonah. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. All right, okay, okay, all right, all right. Just give me two days. For Jonah? You're looking for two days. What will you do when you hear Ahasuerus? Then you have to go for ten days looking for Ahasuerus. Listen, therefore, or someone says, I've been in this church for a long time. I should have been ordained. <laughs> it doesn't come that way. Prayer meeting, I didn't see you. For 10 years, you're just coming and sitting down where you are. Ordination doesn't come because somebody is warming pews. Ordination is responsibility of leadership. And if someone is ordained and is no more leading, he should be withdrawn. Do we agree, church? I can't hear you. Say yes, Pastor. Aha. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I think I'm talking now. Examine yourself when you face your maker and give account. Therefore, this month, 30 days, you will encounter God. I say these 30 days, you will encounter God. Is somebody in the house say amen? <laughs> I will encounter God in 30 days. Well, we have just about 28 days to go. And the 90 days is over. So if you have been coming from beginning, you are those that God called in the beginning to come. If you joined us at 12 noon, you are welcome. And those of you who want to join us in the last hour, as long as it is a challenge from your heart towards God, you are very welcome. Not under compulsion, 
but because you are challenged in your spirit to find God. Tomorrow is, is victory night. First, second, third. Come on. I want this church to be a church that proves God right. Amen? Someone says, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy too. Yeah. Many are also busy. Let me give you this little story. Yesterday, I had an assignment to submit in my LLM that I'm doing. If you want to be curious about it, it's about jurisdiction and recognition and enforcement of foreign judgments. And I have to read between Thursday and yesterday, I had to read 20 cases and look at the judgment of the judges, understand the fact of the case, the judgment, why was the judgment, and the statutes or the acts that informed the judgment and how it was applied. And then I was given a question as well from Thursday so that I will answer those questions and quote those judges and quote their decisions and back it up with the statutes. Not just the common law of England, but European law. So, I read from morning on Saturday till 5 yesterday, but one of you turned 60, that's Dickiness Maline. How would Dickiness Maline feel if I just wrote her or phoned her, text her that a person cannot come to your 60th? Do you think she'd be happy? Oh, she would say, I've been in this church all these years. The only day I need my father, where is he? So I had to pack up my assignment while doing it from morning till 5. And I went to her birthday. And I said to them that I'm not going to spend one hour there. When I came in, I told Dick Najibadi, I'm going in one hour. But the birthday started an hour late. So if I was to do one hour, already I've done it. And when I said to Dick Najibadi, I'm not going to eat here, pack all my food and I'll take it away. As much as I love Jamaican food, I won't miss jack potato, jack chicken and jack all this jack stuff. But whatever the case may be, I sat down to discover that in the program, mommy is to do the cutting of the cake towards the end of the program. Then I said, boy, you are in a big trouble. So whatever the case may be, we sat there and tactically things were going until the end of the meeting. Anybody who was there yesterday will recognize that while I was eating on the high table, I was studying my cases and I was studying my questions and studying my, my lectures and began to write the part that I hadn't finished. Okay? So everybody was playing, I was playing, but I was, I was working. They were playing, I was playing, I was working. And I was reacting with them too. And then we left there late. And I told mommy that, look, let's go. But she was having fun with some people. You know, you can't easily break the phone when they're doing things like that. Eventually, we left. We got home, 11.30. So I went to my study room, and I continued. The problem I had was that I had written over 1,000 words. Okay? And that is a hard thing to do. To know what to remove without removing the facts of the matter. 
And you know my target is to have a star. Nothing less. So, I had to, to be able to remove what is adequate. I had to read the whole lecture again. Reread the question again. To truly understand and begin to remove what should be removed. I was lucky. I finished at 3 a.m. So I went to bed to wake up at 5. Hello, somebody? I've been to New Cross this morning to preach. I'm preaching here now. And I'm going from here to New Cross to finish my preaching. Should my body be tired? It is his business. Why should he be tired when I'm not tired? Are we together now? I will make up my mind to be tired after I finish my duty for the day. That is Jesus for you. He says from beginning, my father is still walking. And he says I'm walking to now. <coughs> Don't worry about that. Therefore, if you say you are busy, what are you busy doing? Everybody who have been coming for the past 60 days are even more busy. And they are coming. Therefore, let no one among us Say to the Lord, I'm busy, when the Lord is saying, come. Don't do that. Someone would be envious of Apostle. Why should God reveal to Apostle Williams? That is the fact. I was interviewed by the executive director of Voice yesterday, uh, two days ago. And when she was asking me several questions, you know, someone just told him about Christ with Tabernacle, Apostle, Apostle Williams. And Red. She asked me so many questions about the use about the women, about the men and stuff. And then she said, asking me about me. She asked so many questions. You know, journalists, they will smoke the fire. Or fire the smoke. I won't ask all the questions. And I told her beautiful stories of young people in this house who through the teaching of this house for 25 years have been transformed and now rulers. I was proud of them. And she said to me, the world need to hear this. You know, this nation doesn't know what is going on in CFT. The time has come for the world to know it. And then she asked about me. And I said, well, a humble servant of God. She wanted to know what I do. And when I started speaking about what I do, she asked me at the end of the time, do you sleep at all? And I said to her, what about you? You are so busy, you do sleep. I said, I sleep. This is the secret. I told her, I listened to my body. Oh, she said, wow. Wow. I don't go to bed where my body is not wanting to go to bed. And if I'm doing something and my body feels tired and feels dozed, I go to bed. I don't sit, I don't sit on the chair and be dozing. It is, it is, it is, it is, it's impossible. Why should I sit on the chair and be dozing? When I can lay on the floor. If there's no bed, I lay on the floor. I sleep. But if I feel dozy, when I have work to do, I will go and lay for 30 minutes. That body should be recovered in 30 minutes. Maximum 45 minutes refresh. Your brain is agile again. I want to read, I want to read, I want to read. If you don't have anything to read with the Bible, I will together now. Then I told her, after I walk, 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 walk for several days, and then I discovered that my body is slugging, I will just go into my room, take, I will seize my wife's telephone, 
and seize my telephone, switch off every telephone in my house. No telephone must ring because I want to rest. When I go to my bed, I never think about tomorrow because I've done enough for the day. If I'm going to go to heaven, I'm ready. When I go to my bed, I never think about somebody who is a nuisance somewhere, somebody who insulted somewhere. I have nothing to be insulted. When people insult me, I'm happy because I'm alive. That's why they are doing so. Eh? So there's no insult that can affect me in any form, shape, or size. The only thing that can affect me is my relationship with God. If it is not correct, then I can be sick. Listen to me, therefore, when I go to my bed, I stay sound. So I'm saying this to you. It is time to seek God. And if it is time to seek Him, we mustn't give Him excuse for rain falls for a season and it shall soon cease. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. What are your preparations for this very month? I will start speaking in the next 10 minutes. It says, do not love... Shall we read it together, please, church? Shall we read it again, please? Uh-huh. Now listen to what God is saying. I will ask you, who do you love? If you say you are a Christian and the love of the world is in your heart, you are not born again. Hello? Because when the Spirit of God enters a man, things are different. There's a song that says, things are different now. Something happens to me when I gave my life to Jesus. Things I used to do, I do them no more. What I used to say, I say them no more. Things are different now. Something happened to me when I gave my life to Jesus. If there is no difference in your life, you have not seen him yet. A Christian woman who loves to open her nakedness have not seen him yet. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so his appearance is, says the word of God. Don't make a mistake to die without seeing him. If anyone lost the world, the old way of your life is what you still do. You haven't seen him at all. Because you cannot love two people together. You cannot love God and love his enemy, Satan. The spirit of the world, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 applies, is the spirit that forms most of the fashion that we see, especially the fashion that is directly against those standards. If a woman dresses to leave home and is going to the marketplace, 
and she puts on a skirt above her knees, and the whole of her laps are coming out to the extent that when something drops from her hand, she could not bend down because her bumps is coming out to the public. Excuse me, is that by the Holy Spirit? Then if it is not by the Holy Spirit, it is by the demon spirit. Or a woman loves to open her breasts. To who? That breast should be opened to your husband alone. That's what the Bible says. If you find yourself loving to open it just anyhow, just to anybody, free for all, something is wrong. A spirit has entered into you, which is not from God. Same thing when you have people who just get angry and they talk anyhow, they can be rude to anybody and they claim to be born again. No, that is the system of the world. It is informed by the spirit of pride. Let me say something to you. Look, to sing praise unto God does not mean born again. Even the devil sing to him too. Okay? He calls him his love. He is the God of all. The association that you keep before you got born again, if that is the same association which takes you to sin I'm talking about, that you see hang on going to the same old place, you're not. Let me say, you, you young men, listen to me. A girl or a lady may come to this church for years. That doesn't mean you should marry that lady. I repeat myself. Okay? If you are a zealous person for God, all right, watch the person you date. If that person is not found in all the meetings that you are being found, she will wreck you. Listen to me. She may speak in tongues, that's what I'm talking about. Because people speak in various tongues. Tongues of the Holy Ghost, tongues of the devil, in the church, and tongues of men. Let me make it up. Let me make some jubble jumpers up, so that they will think also I'm part of them. The Bible says, by their fruits, you shall know them. You see a girl who loves to show her nakedness, display her nakedness, and you say that, well, bless God, you, you are full of the Holy Ghost, I'll tell you. When you get home, once you lock your head in it, you die there. All right? You come to your pastor after marriage and say, hey, pastor, pastor, I don't know what's happened to me. I don't know whether the decision is right or not. No, not after you have said yes. Once you have said yes, you die there. That is the reason why you should open your eyes wide. What killed Samson and took his eyes from him is woman. Samson was a promised child. Because you have a covenant, God promised you, does not mean you will fulfill it or not. I taught you this again and again. Today I will have taught you about Jeroboam, but I will teach you when I, when I, in the new month. There was a young man called Jeroboam. God got fed up with the misbehavior of Solomon and told this young man, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon. Remember that God promised Solomon the whole kingdom because of David. And Solomon married foreign women. The women that God said do not marry from. And by that he crushed the covenant seized from him. 
And God said, I will tear that kingdom away. And I will only retain one, not because of Solomon, but because of David, his father. Now let me say something strange to you. Because Solomon married a wrong woman, God stopped his destiny. Solomon that God appeared to three times. Okay? Now Jeroboam now took over. You will not believe it. After Jeroboam took over, Jeroboam sought counsel from young men. He first sought counsel from old men. And the old men advised him that, look, your father Solomon, his end was terrible. If you can just humble yourself and serve these people properly, promise them good things, they will serve you with all their lives. They are still loyal to David, your grandfather. And, and Jeroboam said, all right, I've had you. Then he called boys and asked the young men, youths, brutes, youths, what shall we do, guys? And they said, look, let me say something to you. You cannot be foolish like your grandfather. He was foolish by serving God. God has changed, you see. Go back to them and tell them, you got to take nonsense. No nonsense. You won't take no nonsense from them. Tell them, my, my father's loins, he said, my little finger is thicker than my father's loins. My father chastised you with whip, and I will chastise you with scorpion. Can you imagine? The youth told him, tell the people. If you are one of the people, a king was telling you that we will chastise you with scorpion, will you wait to be chastised? The boy was so foolish. Whereas a boy of eight, Josiah, was wise because he had a godly instructor over him, and he ruled over, over the kingdom. Listen to me. So, the people said, To your tent, O Israel! What portion do we have in David? In Jesse? We know David. We knew Solomon, but he disrailed. Now, this boy, who is supposed to take over, let him govern his father's house. And ten tribes left. Now, let me say this to you. The ten tribes who left because of the foolishness of that young boy, but not listening to the elders, but listening to the young ones like himself. You know, if you are young in age, you know something? You may be professor of several courses. Huh? You are only informed. You don't have wisdom. Wisdom does not come by learning. It comes by experience of life. Some of you, when your father and your mother tells you that, don't go this way, and you say, what are you talking about? You've always beaten your fingers. A nation without old gray hair to rule them is cursed by God. Isaiah 2. He says, I will make youths their rulers. When youths rule, and there is no wise man to advise them, the nation cry. Because there's no wisdom. Do you know what? After they departed, and Rehoboam, who was appointed one of the servants of Solomon, and God said, you Rehoboam, I'll give you ten. And I will share the kingdom 
from Solomon and give Jeroboam one. If you read the Bible from chapter 12 of 1 Kings, it's amazing. After some time, the youth came to Rehoboam again and said, good, good boy, you know what, you know what, you know what, 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 what? You know, if you don't give a God to these people, they will soon go to Rehoboam, your enemy. We must make a God for them. You know, when God departs from a man, he will make a God for himself. That's why I've been insisting, you must hear God. It comes by fellowship, not by gifts. So, Jeroboam builds the calf, the golden calf, and gave them idols for God. And that became a stain in Israel to describe the highest esteem of evil. When you hear, and the king committed the sin of Jeroboam. This, this son of Solomon. But after he done that, you won't believe this. Mr. Rehoboam, that they also gave ten kingdom, now also said, I need to hold these people that they will not run away. Can you understand something? They started from grace, they ended up in self. Whatever God makes you is God. Huh? You must recognize it. The moment you start thinking it's you, you're gone. It is the sin of Lucifer. Huh? Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28. Study to show yourself an approved workman. When you know the Bible well, you cannot waste in this world. When you know the Bible well, you cannot be unsuccessful in this world. When you know the Bible well, no power can overcome you. Not in this world. I'm not talking about something having presumption rather than faith, but I'm talking about something, somebody who has faith of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It says that kind of faith is different from the faith of many people. It's not the faith to believe God for a miracle. It says that anyone who, must, who comes to God must first believe that God is, is the faith that draws man to God. Not the faith that talks about I'm a Christian, but you have no relationship with the God of Christians. You only follow them to church every day. That's not a kind of faith. Hebrew 11 says, faith says, And without faith, it is impossible for man to please God. For everyone that comes to God must believe that God is, and He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. In the book of Acts chapter, chapter 2, if you read from verse 42, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And then he went further and said they attended the temple daily. Check yourself, brethren. I'm not telling you something I'm not doing. <laughs> I did it from the age of nine. He pays. He pays. He pays. I have little regrets in my life. From growing up till now. Whereas some have big regrets. A lot of regrets. <laughs> the earlier you know the truth. The earlier you are free from by the truth. Are we together now? So what is God saying? I think my time is over. Go back to that John. Let me finish it. And my 10 minutes is over. John. It says. The next verse 16, 
Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful nature, man, the loss of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has. And this does not come from the Father, but from the world. Loss of the eyes. Mm. A girl walked warmly. And you fell into it. What is your eyes looking at that? Don't you understand? <laughs> a good wife is not made by steps. Huh? At the same time, the boy puts clean shame. I think, that is the one I want to marry. No. The Bible says, Fathers instruct their children. You want to marry a man who fears God. A man who fears God would be in service all the time. Learning the scriptures so that when he becomes a father, he has enough to teach his children, household, to instruct them. And it says that women should teach their children, fathers should instruct their children. Are we together now? As the girls are looking for a godly man, the women, the, 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 the boys are looking for a God-fearing wife. A virtuous woman, it does not come by excellent speed or painting the face with all manners of mud to the extent that you can't differentiate between a born-again and a prostitute. No, it should be moderate. The Bible says so. Modesty says. Someone says that that depends on your definition. Of course, yes. I can tell you the philosophy of morality. If we have to take that and look into it, from naturalistic view or possibilism. Are we together? Moral is in the heart of man. Regardless of culture, creed, or generation. Every human being have one common language. Hell is the most spoken word in every language of man. When people are going through tough times, they say, I'm going through hell. When people are going through good times, they never mention heaven. But the evidence of hell is the proof that heaven is. And it's contrary to hell. Hell is torture. Hell is suffering. But heaven is peace and love and good and excellent. You can enjoy both from the earth. So he says, for everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the loss of your flesh, the loss of your eyes, and the boasting of what you have, the pride of life, comes not from the Father. But from the world. Verse 17 is the last one there. The world and his desire will pass away. I love that. But the man who does the will of God will live forever. The world and his passion will pass away. If you look at around you, you see some of our mothers now who are in their 70s and 80s. Yeah? There's something that you will know when you get to that age. Take your photograph when you were 20s and take your photograph now and look at something is 
taking place, something you don't really like, or you can't control it. I used to know some of my pastors with Afro. All of them, their hair vanished before my very eyes. And one day, I was combing my hair, and I stroked my hand forward, and I found out that my vanishing is behind me. Hallelujah, somebody. I never knew I had it. And you know something? I never knew my wife knew it before me. Because she changed her mind? Unfortunately, no. Hello? And I see some young girls running about, ladies, some 25 years ago, and now they have to help them to climb the stairs and come down from the stairs. You know, on Friday, ladies were up there, and the, the protocol came to help a lady. She says, no, no, don't worry me. I and she walked, she walked by herself. What do you mean? How can you come and lead me? I can work. Whereas I saw some other people go there and they did their hands like this. Please help me. That's why the Bible says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. When evil day has not come that you will say, I have no pleasure. You can enjoy to the fullest your youth age only in God. You can enjoy your old age only in God. And this is all about what God is saying this morning. This world that you see, with all its passion, will soon fade away. If it doesn't, they are fading away in our lives already. Because the things that appealed to you ten years ago are different to now. So the world, your world ten years ago has faded away. It's a new world you are today. Another 10 years will fade away. Another 20 years, another 30 years, another 40 years, a good number of us will not be here anymore. And those of you who are still remaining will be thinking of leaving because your children will have grown to be married. Therefore, now that God is calling to you and to me, and we still have the breath of life and strength, why don't we serve it? This is what God is saying. Now I'm going to pray with you now. Let me say this to you. I want to retire now. Retire doesn't mean resign. Because I said I'm retiring doesn't mean that I'm resigning. Retire means you go from the house of parliament to become a member of the house of lords. I will sit back and see you manifest. So that in my lifetime, I can help you until you become so powerful. Okay? So I throw the button to you. You start practicing to run. You cast out the devil before me. You lay hands on the sick before me. You hear God before me. And tell me what God is telling you. The things you have seen me do, I want to sit back now. This is 26 years of this church. At least if you work for 26 years and you retire, it's not too much. Hmm? Those that were born in my hands are now getting married. So if they are getting married, what am I, grandpa? Hallelujah, somebody. Do you see grandpa winning Olympics? Come on, now talk to me. You see, 
among the candidates for Olympics, a grandpa was there to run. What's going to happen when they, you know, no, no whistle. Once they strike the gun, give him two minutes, something will happen. I don't want to be dusted before I retire. So it is your time to manifest. It is your time to be successful. Listen to me. But you can only do it in God. And together, we will get there. Let's stand up together now. We're going to pray for ourselves. That heaven will help us in these, our race. Everything you have had God do through apostle, that God will do through you. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. We pray that God will help us in these, our Christian race. Pray for every member of this household that Satan will not be able to rob us. We will fulfill destiny. Oh, my Lord and my God and my King. Tell the Lord, help me in my journey. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Take this song after me. Guide me, oh, the great Jehovah. Pilgrim through the barren land. I am weak, but doubt. Please, Lord, hold me with pa- You know when you are singing, you are praying? Sing now. Bread of heaven. You are receiving it as you are singing it. Bread of heaven. Feed me, Lord. Feed me, Let your spirit connect heaven right now as you're singing. 
of diviners, who overthrows the learning of the wise and turn it into nonsense, he who carries out the word of his servant and fulfills the prediction of his messenger. You are going to pray, Father, every plan of Satan over my family, my life, I foil them in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Tell the Lord, foil the plans of the devil, signs of false prophet. Make fools of diviners over my life. Make fools of diviners over my life. Tell the Lord, for the signs of the false prophet, make fools of the manners of my family. Tell the Lord, the time has come. Pray and tell God, arise and fight my battle for me. Destroy all the plans of the devil over my life. Let the devil lose his grip over me. Let this devil lose his grip over me. Satan shall not prevail in my church. Satan shall not prevail in my home. Arise, O Lord my God. 
Break every chain of the wicked one. Tell the Lord. Destroy the power that control the heart of man from the devil. Tell the Lord. Destroy, Lord, destroy, destroy. Foil the signs of false prophets. Make fools of diviners. Every divination against me, I overthrow by the blood of Jesus. Every divination against my family, I overthrow by the blood of Jesus. Begin to declare every counsel of hell over Christ's faith tabernacle. I neutralize by the power and the blood. The people of this house, they shall serve the Lord and the Lord shall they worship. In the name of Jesus, the powers of hell will not prevail in this house. The powers of hell will not prevail in any family here. The Lord shall be glorified. My accused boy. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Begin to command every bondage to be broken. Every chain to be destroyed. Every yoke to be totally destroyed. Now begin to predict to your life. Goodness and mercy will follow me. My son shall obey me. My daughter shall obey me. Begin to decree. My children shall be mighty in the land. And grace shall be their prosperity. Because I hearken unto the Most High God. The sons and daughters of Christ with the monarchy shall obey the voice of God that speaks through me. They will serve the Lord my God. And you shall we love together. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Some of you are struggling in your house because a wicked one has been assigned to wrestle with you. Before the end of February, God told me the wrestle is over. God says to me, he that lives in heaven watches and he laughs. You and I want to pray. Whatever belongs to you that God has given you, man or devil have no right to take from you. Okay? You want to pray according to the word of the Lord. I'm hearing the Lord and I'm happy when he speaks to me. He says, tell these people the days of their mourning and sorrow is over. And he says, by the dawn of the morning I open a new chapter. A chapter of reunion. A chapter of restoration. A chapter of lifting up of him. A chapter of glorification. He says in Isaiah 49, can a mother forget the baby of her breast? And have no compassion on the child she has born. Though she may forget, I will not forget you. Somebody needs to tell God, remember me. As I go to the new month, Lord, remember me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. God said, I will not forget you. Tell the Lord, let a book of remembrance be opened over my life. Let a book of remembrance be opened over my family. Let a book of remembrance be opened over my church. Remember me, O God. Remember me, O God. Remember me, O God. Yay. Remember me, Lord.
Remember me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. Tell the Lord, open a book of remembrance concerning my family, my children. The Bible says the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. Begin to tell the Lord, in the month of February, I will see the goodness of God. In the month of February, I will see the mercy of God. In the month of February, I will see the glory of God. In the month of February, I will see the manifestation of heaven. Remember me, O God. Remember me, O God. Remember me, O God. Let my life be according to your plan. Father, we pray thee. We thank you, King of Heaven. In Jesus' anointed name we had prayed. The last prayer we're going to pray in this meeting is this. Look, we're going into next, I mean tomorrow, 1st of February. I can't wait for it. It is going to be your month. When God speaks to me, I rejoice. Because it's not subject to somebody's approval or belief. It shall come to pass. Everyone who is in this meeting will have migraine. From this hour, your migraine is gone forever. You will never have it again. Look at this prayer you're going to pray. It says, and it says, Isaiah 49, verse 16. It says, I have engraved you at the palm of my hands. Your words are ever before me. Every one of you who have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want to deal with everything that Satan said before you to take you away from God. It says in verse 17, Your sons hasten back and those who lay you waste depart from you. This is what you want to pray. You know what crushes the lives of everybody in the Bible that crash was association. Gideon was sent a great mandate. And when God will fulfill Gideon, Gideon called so many people who are useless. God separated them. Or else he will lose the battle. God weeded 10,000 people to 300 human beings. How could you fight nation with 300 when you have 10,000? This church is about to be visited by God to bring fulfillment of the promise. You can't afford to miss it. Okay? Samson was wrecked by association. Solomon was wrecked by association. Really, David, only God's mercy sustained him because he knows how to repent. Alright? Jeroboam was wrecked by association. Rehoboam was wrecked by association. He had married a Sidonian woman and that was the end of his life. Those who lay you waste, you want to pray against. You want to tell God, what I'm telling you to pray, pray with your heart. There are some relationships that look very good. But Satan set them up to stop your vision. The more you get engrossed, it suddenly at the most time of movement, pow, they will strike. And all your dreams, you get confused. Because man looks at the face, God looks at the heart. You want to pray for yourself, for your children. For your grandchildren. Father, every relationship that will waste my children's life, every relationship that will waste my wife's life or my husband's life, any set up relationship that Satan set up to destroy, Lord, break them.
destroy them. Totally destroy them. Bring to us help us of destiny. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. He carries out the word of his servants. Those who lay you waste depart from you. Pray for yourself first. Any relationship set up by the devil to destroy you. To hinder you from serving God. As they are not never meet, let there be separation today. <coughs> let there be separation today. <coughs> Tell the Lord. Every relationship that can frustrate my children and hinder them from fulfilling destiny. Both my bad children and the children of this house, my God and King, separate them, frustrate them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We will not regret over our, our men and women. We will not regret over our children. Father, any relationship that can hinder me from fulfilling my God's mandate, any relationship that can turn me away from serving God, something that can hinder us from being with Jesus, from serving Jesus. Lord, disconnect, 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 disconnect. Even over our children and grandchildren, it will not happen like day and night they shall be. 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 Let your mighty sword from heaven cut them off. A person vibrant in vision, relationship that will kill your vision, may the Lord destroy a person vibrant in God. Relationship that will cause you to stop worshipping and serving God. May God destroy. Relationship that will make you arrogant before God. May God never let it happen. May God destroy totally if you are in it. Begin to tell God, bring me helpers of dreams and destiny. Men and women who will fear God. Who will challenge me in the race of heaven. Bring them around me. Men and women that will challenge my faith. That will help my work with God. Bring them around me. Bring them around my children. Bring them around my grandchildren. Father, we bless your name. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed with thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you because all we are prayed today is yea and amen. In Jesus' holy name we have prayed. Congratulate to people around you. What a day. Yeah. My, my, my. Take your seats, please, in the heavenly places. Let me say something to you. This is just a little template of what we are having in the next 30 days, 28 days remaining. Tomorrow, our prayer start at 8. Tomorrow, we start at 7, really. 7 to 8, we gather here to pray. And 8 o'clock, we go into the, um, to the, um, the victory night. During this time that I was anointing people at the beginning of the year, some of you came late and you missed it. Within this first, second, and third, I will anoint everybody who missed that anointing service at the beginning of, of um, January. So let's make sure we come ready anytime. Once the power of God moves, I do it. You know, anointing service should not just be a symbol or just a ritual. It has to be by unction so that there could be manifestation and transference of unction. And that's the reason why if I, if I want to anoint, if I don't feel the unction, I don't do it. But within these three days, 
it's going to be a great season of encounter. The Lord told us that we will have, it is the month of divine encounter. Let me say this to you before we will close. You know, every one of you who attend Christ with Tabernacle must know this. This house is, is a house that practices everything as is written in the book of Acts. I'm saying that to say to you that, you know, we ordain people into office because we have seen the grace in them. So that the grace in them can manifest. So we ordain deacons, deaconesses, uh, um, pastors and evangelists, teachers, prophets, whatever, apostles. When we see the trait in them of the office. But you know, according to the book of Acts chapter 13, it says in the church of Antioch were prophets and teachers. So when I ordain pastors, that does not mean that they are ordained to be shepherds, pastoring a branch. No. No, 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 no. Because in the church of Antioch, they had the pastors, teachers, and prophets. Are we together? So, when it comes to somebody in this house rising up and becoming a branch pastor, he may not be one of the ordained leaders. He may be one of you sitting down who had not been ordained at all. This is how in the book of Acts they became pastors. They moved out and manifested. All right? This church that you are in today started in my house. Not by posting of any church. It started in my house in Ludwig Mills. Now it has branches in nations of the world. Our church in Ireland, two ushers who were nobody, left this place and migrated to Ireland for better life. They went from place to place and found out that there is no church in that city. So they started a home group in their home. Now listen to me attentively. They started a home